Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we are in a series titled, Who Are You? And as you know, we've covered a lot of ground here. If you've been around, we've covered a lot of ground already. And, oh, I was going to switch mics. I'm sorry, I forgot, sir. You ready? <laughs> this one's a little hot. Chick, chick, my own. All right. So we have covered a lot of ground, and I won't go back through a review this morning. I know that surprises some of you. <laughs> we got a buzz here. Someone's buzzing. If it's a guitar, piano, I don't know. Little buzz. All right. Or is it my, is it my lapel? She's trying to figure it out. If I need to switch mics, give me the thumbs up there or something. If, if this is what the buzz is. I don't know. She's looking. She's looking. We'll see. All right. So we're going to start right in on another truth this morning of who we are in Christ. So let's look at Luke chapter 5 first. Luke chapter 5. Are you working on it, sir? She's working on it. Cooper's helping. Everybody's helping. Cooper has training in sound, right? You got training. Yeah. Are you still, you're still in doing that, right? Yeah. All right, we're in Luke 5, and we are starting in verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, who? Who's he? Jesus. He said to Simon, who's Simon? Peter, Peter also known as Peter, right? Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Boy, that sounds like the scripture read for offering, right? At your word, I will do it. I will do whatever you say, Master. And verse 6, And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Wow, that is a catch, right? When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Do I need to switch mics? Because it's really buzzing, sir. Okay. I guess it's this mic. I don't know. Check, check. It's gone. So that was that one. All right. So here we see that Peter identified himself as a sinful man. And we do know Peter at this point was a sinful man, right? <laughs> he was a sinful man. He had not received the forgiveness through Jesus yet. He could not have received it. Jesus, Jesus hadn't been resurrected yet. Jesus has not uh, paid the price yet for sin. It's all by promise still. That's why if you know about Abraham's bosom, right? The Bible talks about Abraham's bosom. And that is where the, the, the Old Testament saints were held. Because they could not go into heaven. They could not be with God. The price for sin had not been paid yet, right? So when Jesus led captivity captive, he went and took them with him, right? He took the keys of hell and death. He, he got the keys, and so he rose and he took all the Old Testament saints 
where they, now they, they, they live forever, like we're going to do with God. So Peter could not be cleansed yet. Uh, and, and he had enough humility to know he was a sinner. That's good. <laughs> he had enough humility to know his true identity without Christ, right? We're talking about who are you? Without Christ, he knew he was a sinner. And boy, I tell you, that is very important to know, right? That's very important to know for someone who's not saved, right? I came to the point at one point where I realized I am a sinner and I need someone to help me out here. <laughs> and Jesus came along and helped me out, right? And he helped me out of the pit and he saved my life, right? And as my hat, I wear this hat around all the time. Boy, I get some looks with that hat. <laughs> it says Jesus Christ saved my life. And, and he literally did. He did. And boy, I tell you, 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 you want to get some looks, wear a hat like that. But it's a good witness. It's a good witness. And people look at that and either you get a smile or you get a scowl. But <laughs> that's all right. I like the smiles. That's fun. <laughs> but every person got, has to recognize before they're saved, come on, they have to recognize they are a sinner without the answer who is Jesus. It has to be recognized at some point, right? And we've talked about that in, in many different ways, many different you know, messages. But it has to be recognized that we are sinners without Christ. But after, after we have received forgiveness through Jesus, we no longer identify as a sinner. <laughs> no longer. After you're saved, after I'm saved, I, I no longer identify as a sinner. I identify as forgiven. I identify as a born-again new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. After becoming a new creation, come on, we change how we speak. We talk about that all the time around here. Words matter. Hello? Words matter. Idle words matter. That's why we've talked about words a lot and we'll continue to talk about words because we need to recognize what's coming out of here. Now, we all make mistakes. I say things, I'm like, ooh, did I just say that? <laughs> like, like, lucky, right? We've talked about, like, lucky is a pagan, non-belief, no-faith junk. So we don't, we don't say that. And when I, if I ever, and I know some of you have, have, have said it to me, Don shaking his head back there. Well, I was sure, I was sure lucky about that. Oh, what did I just say? No, I'm blessed. I'm blessed by God. Hallelujah. Change your words, amen? But uh, uh, it's got to come out of your heart, amen? It can't just be a word thing, but we need to recognize, and, and part of that is renewing our minds, Right? After salvation, we renew our minds with the word of God, Romans 12, right? We talk about time, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If we don't renew our minds with the word of God, we end up talking just like the world. Not only that, we end up acting like the world, right? I've seen many churchgoers that act just like the world, and I'm like, something's wrong here. Because if, if you've been really saved for a while, you don't act like the world. You don't talk like the world. Now, I understand. Again, we all make mistakes. 
We all do things we shouldn't do, say things we shouldn't say. But as a real believer in God, what happens when you, when you, say, thing, when you say something you shouldn't say? You're like, ooh. Your heart in there says, mm, mm, I shouldn't have said that. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in there. The Holy Spirit. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is on the inside saying, oh, yeah, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> if we're listening, amen, if we're actually listening to the Holy Spirit, we'll say things that we're like, whoa, 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 no, no, I, that, that was wrong. Come on now. So what are we talking about? We're talking about when we, when we become actually born again, we're going to be changing some speaking. We're going to be changing some thinking. And part of this today is Christians, real, born again, new creations in Christ, should always identify as a saint and not a sinner. Right? Why did Paul address the saints at Rome and the saints at Coloss and the saints at Philippi? Because they were saints. Did he say to the sinners at Rome? <laughs> That's horrible. No, he said to the saints. You know what saints means, right? Separated, holy, separated unto God. I'm a saint. <laughs> As you know, some religions call people saints later. Hundred years later, right? That person was a saint. Because we've studied their past, we've studied what they did, and now we call them a saint. Well, that's completely unbiblical. Because everybody who comes into Christ is truly born again is a saint. Because we are separated unto God for his purposes at that point in time. Well, maybe we don't follow through with it, but we are, we are separated for his use. Amen. We're separated for him. We're called holy. Now, Peter, getting back to Peter, Peter also said he would die for Jesus. Remember that? Before Jesus was crucified? And we know what happened, right? Peter denied Jesus. Three times. Can you imagine how Peter felt? After saying, Jesus, oh, no, I will die for you. He even cut the guy's ear off, right? You ain't taking Jesus. <laughs> and yet, as Jesus is taken away, right, Peter's running for the hills. And they say, do you, do you, 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 you hung out with Jesus. You know Jesus. Oh, I don't know him. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. Ooh. Now, we can't, we can't say too much about Peter. We'd probably done the same thing, right? Why? Because he's thinking if he's there, you're taking him away to be crucified. They're going to beat him to a pulp. They're going to put him on a cross. I don't want to go there. So his flesh is freaking out, right? His flesh is just freaking out. I don't, don't want to be on a cross today. Come on now. So we would have probably done the same thing. But you can imagine how horrible he felt. After completely denying Jesus, who he just said, I'll die for you. <laughs> wow. Shoo. But what, what happened after Jesus rose from the dead, right? What did Jesus do? He came to Peter personally. Remember that? He came to Peter personally. He didn't just get in the group. He came to him personally. 
And he talked to Peter. And what he, he, he said, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And, and Jesus forgave him, right? Restored him and gave Peter his assignment. Feed my sheep. And Peter was completely restored after denying Jesus three times. And what did he do? As we know in the book of Acts, he went from that, he went from probably just ready to kill himself, right? He's so, he's so distraught that he denied Jesus. He went to preach in the house down on the day of Pentecost. Thousands of people being saved. The man who was just ready probably to hang himself like Judas, right? Remember? Judas said, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I denied, I, I, I betrayed the Lord. Peter's probably on that same camp, ready to go. And now Jesus restores him, and now he's preaching the gospel with fire. And thousands getting saved. Woo! Glory. Well, we can learn a lot here, can't we, from Peter? One of the main things we have to learn here is the past cannot define us. Come on. Peter let go of the past. Peter identified as clean after being forgiven. He no longer said, I'm a sinful man. Mm -mm 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 -mm. We, need, we need to agree with what Jesus says about us, right? We, we agree we are forgiven. We agree that we are holy. We agree that we are clean through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going we're to sing about the blood after this. We must learn that we cannot identify with our past. Right? We talked about the old man last week, right? Remember, the old, Paul said, put off the old man, put on the new man. The old man is dead. Uh, we got to keep him dead. Because <laughs> the old man wants to, wants to raise back up. Right? He wants to come back to life. And no, Paul says, put on the new man. And live in the righteousness and the holiness that you're called to live in. Kick, kick that old man to the curb. Come on now. Let's look at another person you, you know about. And we're going to learn, we're going to learn something about Paul or Saul. Right? You know about Paul and Saul? Paul, Saul? <laughs> Saul of Tarsus. He is also known as Paul. Of course, Paul the Apostle. And Paul is his Greek name. Saul is his Hebrew name. So let's look at Acts 8 here. As, as Stephen was stoned to death. Acts 8 1. Stephen is simply preaching the gospel here. He's preaching the gospel, right? Stephen. And here is what happened, what Saul did, Paul. Now, Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, or Paul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. This is, this is Saul. This is Paul. And he was happy to see Stephen stoned to death. Happy. 
happy to hear Stephen's skull being cracked open by rocks. Happy. Excited about it. Hello? <laughs> he, he, he did not stop this execution. This guy is being executed for preaching the gospel. Preaching Jesus. And of course, I'm sure Saul, Paul, thought, well, he's committing blasphemy. And heresy, and the penalty for that is death. So die. Right? Come on now. So he was happy to see it happen. Think about this. We're talking about Paul, the apostle. He had people hauled out of their homes. Can you imagine? You're just sitting at home, enjoying a... How was that? <laughs> eating couch on the Cheetos. Eating, eating Cheetos on the couch. You better not eat a couch, you probably die. Yeah. Eating... <laughs> leather. You could eat some leather, that'd be fine. Yeah, leather. Eating Cheetos on the couch. You're just sitting there eating Cheetos on the couch, worshiping God. Add that in there, see? She's got some pictures of me eating Cheetos on the couch. So you're sitting there eating Cheetos and you're going, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I need another Cheeto. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Saul comes into your house and says, you got to go to prison. <laughs> and he has his, he, they, had, they, had, they had warriors with them. They had people with swords. Right? The Jews had their own army to take away people who were blaspheming God. That's what, a lot of times we don't realize they had their own thing going, right? They had their own police department. <laughs> and, and they were hauling people out of their homes. Saul, had, Saul said, let's do it. Let's go get him. Because they believe in that Jesus person. And then, of course, in prison, you know they're tortured. This is not, this is not nice little prisons where they get TV and phones. Hello? And, and, and have two-hour study time to read their Bibles, which they, they have time to read their Bibles if they read them, right? There's a lot of people saved in prison, amen? A lot of people get saved in prison. Mike Barber Ministries, we support them. Wonderful ministry. He's been doing prison ministry for years. When I got saved, he was on Christian television all the time, and he's still going. He's getting thousands and thousands of people saved in prison. Hallelujah. Praise God. But this was not a nice little prison. These people were tortured, and, and we know they, they were probably around dead bodies and around feces, and it was stinky, and it was bad, bad, bad. And all they were doing was saying, I love Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. And Saul had them taken out of their homes to prison. Let's look at another verse about Paul. Saul. Galatians 1.13. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism. Right? We just talked about that. He was in the law. He was under the Old Testament. And he said they need to die if they preach any other God. How I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. Notice that beyond measure. Right? <laughs> beyond measure. Right? He didn't, just, he didn't just go a little bit. A little bit, right? You've done some things a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit for God. I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit. He went all out to destroy the church. See, he was all out for the enemy. <laughs> he didn't know it. <laughs> he was all out for the devil himself. Come on. He's trying to destroy. I, you know, I just thought of this. Watch out. 
Oh, oh. You know, a lot of the best Christians in the world were former murderers and in prison. Why? Because they were all out for the devil. And when they got saved, they went all out for God. I know of a man, uh, my friend, who's, who, who, who's still a pastor. And he, he, he was a missionary in the Philippines for years. And they got one of the biggest gang leaders in the Philippines uh, uh, who had people murdered and killed people himself, many, many, got him saved. And he said he turned into the most amazing Christian I've ever seen. Why? Because he was all out for the devil. And he said... He got Jesus in him. Come on, he got the Holy Ghost in him. He said, well, I was all out for the devil. I'll be all for God. And he got people saved all over the place. Because he was on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. That's a side note. That's a side note. Put that in your, in your side notes, okay? So Paul is going out to destroy the church. He is all out for the devil. And Saul happily saw Christians die. You getting this? Now, don't forget, as we talk about this, do not forget who Saul is, who Paul is. He wrote most of the New Testament that we call the Word of God, inspired, as it says, right, inspired by God himself. Paul, the man who is happily seeing Christians die, is now known as one of the greatest Christians that has ever walked this earth. You getting this? All right. We ain't done yet. It's 1 Timothy 1.13. He's, he's talking about himself again right here. Look at this. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Right? He, he had no real, real faith. He thought he had faith in God, but he, and he was ignorant, right? So he was shown mercy, but he was a blasphemer. I have no doubt that he, he cursed the name of Jesus. He's having people killed for speaking the name of Jesus. Come on now. He's a blasphemer. He spoke horrible things from his mouth. And he persecuted good, God-fearing people who all they did was say, Jesus is my Lord. Come on now. And, and, and he used violence. Violence. This is the man who wrote most of the New Testament. I tell you what, Saul was a true sinner. <laughs> Whoo, come on now. But Saul or Paul, right, same person, different names, different, different language. Saul or Paul was completely cleansed. He was completely forgiven. Why? Because of the blood. Completely cleansed. Ooh, come on now. We're, go, we're going somewhere. Paul is now a saint forever. And look what he did. <laughs> come on now. All Christians used to be sinners just like Paul. You say, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> you did a lot of other things. And if you don't think you've done that bad, you just don't know. You haven't been very close to God yet. Come on now. The closer you get to God, the realize how you realize how dirty you were without Christ. Even if you didn't do any bad things. 
I didn't, I haven't done that much bad stuff. That's why the Bible says all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Come on. God, to God, any sin stinks. It's disgusting because God is absolute perfection. It stinks. And a lot of times we don't think we're that bad. We don't think, well, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm, like, like, I'm not like Paul. Look what he did. Oh, trust me. We're all that bad without Christ. The Bible, we could, we could paint that picture for hours, right, with verses. But we, we can't paint it all, but we can paint a few more pictures. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, 9. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. That's because that's some good news right there, right? <laughs> do not be deceived. We do not want to be deceived, Lord. No, no, no. Neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Were, past tense. <laughs> That's who we were, right? Just like Saul, we were sinners. We were blasphemers. We were, but that is what we were. Now we are cleansed. Now we are justified. We are washed by the blood. Are you getting this this morning? Who are you? See, the devil wants us to identify with our past. Keep identifying with your past sin. Keep remembering all the bad you did. Keep remembering that, right? What if Paul had just kept remembering that instead of doing the will of the Father? What if Peter had kept remembering denial of Jesus? I denied Jesus. I denied Jesus. I de That's not going to work. And he's not going to get the plan of God done. He's not going to fulfill the will of God. He has to find out who he is. And he had to find out. Paul had to find out. Peter had to find out. He is forgiven and cleansed completely. Amen. Come on now. The good news is that Jesus took our sin upon himself. Amen. Come on, look at, look at that famous, famous verse here. 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin, who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Are we talking about in Christ? Yes, we are. Are we talking about who are you? Yes, who are you in Christ? The righteousness of God. Come on now. This is one of the greatest verses in the entire word of God. This verse could make us run around the church for hours. <laughs> if we get a revelation of it, Amen. We deserved hell. Deserved it. Filthy, stinking sinners. But Jesus made us the righteousness of God. Amen. See what I'm saying? When we get a hold of that, we are going to act different. I got the righteousness. I am the righteousness of God. Not by your works, not by my works. Come on, but by his work. 
And, and if you don't identify as that, you live in the past and you live in the mistakes and you won't get the will of God done. Come on now. In Christ, we become the righteousness of God. Jesus, come on. Jesus gave us his righteousness. He took the sin upon himself, was declared righteous, and he was declared king of kings and lord of lords by God. And he said, he turned around and gave us his righteousness. Gave us his innocence. Gave us com com be to be made completely clean by the blood of the lamb. He gave it to us. What he had bought and paid for, he gave it to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was made sin for you and me. So if God calls you clean, please don't call yourself dirty. That is disrespectful. That's why when someone says, well, I'm just a sinner. I'm like, you're disrespecting God. You're disrespecting what God did for you. Don't think it's humility when you say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's not humility. That it means you haven't renewed your mind with the word of God. In fact, those words in the ears of God is rude. Rude, right? What God did for us, we don't turn around and say, well, I'm just a sinner. No, we agree with what God said and we say, no, I've been made the righteousness of God in him. And God says, that's right. That's what I did for you. And you received it and now walk in it. Come on now. We are no longer sinners. We are saints. Completely clean. Completely clean. That's the title today. We are completely clean in Christ Jesus. And we got to agree with God about this. Otherwise, we are disrespecting him. Look, look at Exodus 4. We don't want Lord angry with us, do we? I hope not. Exodus 4.13. Let's look at a little Moses here. Don't you love Moses? I can't wait to see Moses in eternity. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please, please send anyone else, right? He didn't want to, he didn't want to do what God was telling him to do. He didn't want to deliver Israel. He's like, send someone else. Ah, he had a stutter, right? Remember? He's like, I can't do this. No, no, no. And the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said. I like this. I like this. <laughs> All right, he said. What about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on the way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. You sense a little anger in that? Oh, oh, oh. All right. Yeah, spicy. They go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Come on. You, you acted like that before? God, God's, God's not happy right here. Why? What is he waiting for? He's waiting for Moses to say, yes, yes, Lord, yes. Whatever you say, Lord, that's, that's exactly what I'll do. Yes, yes, yes. That's what he's waiting for. And he's like, no, 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 not me, not me. Send someone else. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think Aaron's coming along to help you right now. He'll be delighted to see you. <laughs> Come on now. Moses did not agree with God here. And God was angry with the defiance of Moses. You want to make the Lord angry? Defy him. And say, I am such a sinner. I am such a failure. I just can't do anything right. Bleh. Barf. 
Barf, barf, and barf, and more barf. <laughs> Come on now. What should we say, saints? We say, I am, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. I am clean in Christ Jesus. I have been washed by the blood in Christ. I am washed. I am clean and I'm ready to do the will of my father. That's what we say. I am completely innocent. <laughs> Amen. I'm innocent because of the blood. It's a court of law. This is all a court of law, right? You got to recognize the courts of law are there for a reason. They're taking what's spiritual and putting it in the natural, but there are spiritual courts of law. And when you stand before the court of law in heaven, and assuming they say, why do you get into eternity with God? You better have the right answer. Because you don't want to speak the wrong answer in heaven. Amen. We talk about words for a reason, right? You better be ready to say the right thing. I have been made clean and innocent by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I have been made the righteousness of God in him. You could point right to Jesus. He'll be standing there. He did it. I received it. And the blood has cleansed me. And they're going to say, good answer. Good answer. Not, you know, I was, I was a pretty good person. You know, I didn't kill anybody. I rarely thought a bad thought. I mean, I, I raised my kids good, and, and man, they're all, they, all, they all had good jobs. They, they all made a lot of money. And they raised their kids, and they, they have a lot of money too. You see what I'm doing? A lot of people are going to do that. Come on, people all the time tell me how good their kids are doing. What do they always end up talking about? Their job. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing really well. I mean, they just bought a new house and a new car. I'm like, great. How are they spiritually? Well, they, you know, they, they don't really serve God. They don't really do much for God. They, you, know, you know, I've tried, to, I've talked to them about it. I've been, you know, come on now. No, woo. Woo, we want everything based on him. Amen. We want everything to revolve around him. Amen. Come on, our family's lives should revolve around him. Amen. Everything needs to revolve around him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we get there, we don't, we don't have anything to say about how what we did. No, 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 no. Whoa, Lord, uh, boy, and I did a lot for you too. So I need in. No, we do a lot for the Lord because we love him. And we're saved unto good works. And we work hard for the Lord. You better be working hard for the Lord. Amen. You work hard for the Lord. Not because you're trying to get into heaven. Not, that's what a lot of cults do, right? They work hard so they get into heaven. They go knock on some more doors. They, they, they do all these things to, so they can get into heaven. No, we're already in heaven. Amen. <laughs> we're seated already. We're already seated there. We're already there. So why do we work hard for the Lord? Because we love him. We love him and we work for him and we know we're going to have rewards. We know that. That's absolute. Jesus said it. So it's true. He said, behold, I come quickly with my rewards. So he's coming with rewards. But I'll tell you what, we don't do it for the reward. We do it because we love him. 
And when he hands out the rewards for what we did for him, praise the Lord. I'm going to dance and shout. But I'll tell you what, uh, that's, I think that's why the Lord doesn't show us what we're getting in heaven. <laughs> we don't need to see it here. We just need to work for him out of our hearts. Come on now, because we truly, truly love him. And we're not, we're not getting in to eternity because of our good works, uh, because we were good family guys. I told you the story many times about the man who went to hell, who was a good family man. He died out of a heart attack, walked into the hospital, died on the floor in the hospital. They, he went straight into hell. They resuscitated him, and he came, he came back into his body, right? His spirit had left his body. It was in hell. His spirit left. When you, leave, when you die, your spirit leaves. It's gone. Your body's just a piece of dirt sitting there, right? That's why it turns back into dirt. So he, he comes back into his body and, and screaming, I was just in hell. Ooh, that, that guy got saved. <laughs> Come on now. Our good works, uh, we could live such a wonderful life and people look and say, wow, what a wonderful husband. What a wonderful father. What an amazing guy. And that person can go straight into hell when he dies. Come on now. It's going to happen to millions of people. Remember, Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life, and few find it. I was just talking with someone the other day, a family man. Gave him a book. He said, well, you know, I just believe in good energy. And if you want to serve Buddha, you serve Buddha. You want to serve Hindus, you serve Hindu gods, whatever you do. You know, you just do good and you have good energy. That's not going to work. Because uh, we're all sinners without him. And the penalty for sin is eternal separation from God forever. Come on now. We ain't going to make it on our works of any type or any goodness we, we develop. As the Bible says, our righteousness before God is as filthy rags. It's filthy. If we come and say, I did this, God. He's like, well, look what I did for you. He did it. He did it. Hallelujah. Praise God. What did Jesus say as he died on the cross? He says, it is finished. What did he do? What is finished? Peter can now get saved. Saul can now get saved and be forgiven. He didn't say, you know what? I got, he wasn't on the cross dying and say, I got a lot more work to do to make him clean. I got a lot more work to do to get it done. No, he said, it's finished. The old covenant is done. The new is here. And the new covenant is in the blood. It's because of the blood. The blood shed for us. That's why we take communion, right? We take communion. The broken body of Jesus for our healing. The blood of Jesus for our forgiveness. And that is the sign of the new covenant. The new wine came. Jesus came. And is, we are in the new. And in the new, you become a new creation. You get born again. You get restored unto God and you get cleansed. Completely. Not 50%, not 80%, not 
Not 95% cleansed, 100% clean. When the blood of Jesus washes us, ooh, there's no more dirt left. Ooh, come on now. There better not be, right? <laughs> he ain't going into heaven. He got some more dirt. No, the blood cleanses completely. The blood cleanses completely. Well, that was weak. Come on, Presbyterians. Where? I'll give you one more chance. The blood cleanses completely. Thank you. Thank you. I don't feel like I'm in the Presbyterian church. Come on now. You know us around here, we get excited about the things of God. We, we love the Word of God. We love to talk about God. We love the Word of God. And we are excited about it. Come on now. We should get excited. Every Christian should get excited about the Word. Should get excited about what we're talking about today. Because without what we're talking about today, straight into hell. Straight. Good. You feel, feel that good? Straight into hell without Jesus, without cleansing. Come on now. Jesus paid the highest price. And so we need to walk it out. Walk it out in this earth. Walk out who we are. Not who we want to be, who we are. Who God has made us to be. And I am completely cleansed. Oh, come on, say that right now. I am completely cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Come on now. You getting it? You getting it? Come on. We need to walk this out. He has made us righteous. He has cleansed us. He has forgiven us. Come on. He has done it. The new covenant is in place. And all of those who want to receive it can receive it. He gave every person the right, as John says, John says, he gave everyone the right to become a child of God. Woo. If you haven't received your right, you better get in now. Receive the forgiveness, receive the cleansing, receive righteousness. Today you might be saying, but I mess up all the time, pastor. <laughs> well, if you mess up, come on, and you're a believer, you're already a creation, you go to your father. Father, forgive me for that. I, I, I messed up. And he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen? Yes. Don't change your identity because you did something wrong. What? Oh, man. Oh, oh, I messed up. Oh, now I can never, I can never, I can't, I can, I can't do anything for God now. There's nothing, I, I, I just messed up so bad. I, I, nothing I can do for God now. I just messed up. It's over. No, it's not over. We identify with who we are. Hello? We don't identify with our mistakes. Did David make a few mistakes? Had the man killed. He made some big mistakes. Did Jonah make some mistakes? Some big mistakes against God. Come on now. Did Moses make some mistakes? <laughs> we just read one of them. One of them. We could talk about a lot more. How about the guy he killed himself? Hello? What about Peter? Ooh, he made some mistakes. What about Paul? Saul? He made some mistakes, but that is not who they are. Yeah. 
We are not made up of our mistakes. And when people identify with their mistakes, they do not live out the plan of God. They do not live out the will of the Father. If Peter stays in his mistakes, he does not walk it out. He does not do it. We are not our mistakes. Come on now. Because we are completely cleansed. Hello? Don't ever identify as a mess up. Well, I'm such a mess up. I just, I'm such a mess up. Barf, get that out of your mouth. No, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am forever. I'm completely cleansed. I am a child of God, right? We talked about that the first week. I think it was the first week. We always identify as who we are. Identify as forgiven. I am the forgiven of God. God forgave me completely. I am cleansed completely. I'm washed in the blood. I've been cleansed completely. And you got to, you got to identify as a saint. Which, as we said, means holy and separated unto God. Come on, saints. If we want to get the will of God done, we've got to figure out who we are. And we cannot live in our mistakes. We cannot live as a mess up. We cannot live in that. It will not work. Come on now. You're going, you're going down and, and the Lord says, go tell that person about Jesus. And you're like, I'd like to, but I'm such a mess up. I, I don't, I can't. I, I mean, I mess up all the time. How can I? Oh, what? you're going to have no boldness. Yeah. Why does boldness come? Because you know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are in Christ. You know who you are. So you walk like who you are. And when, you, when the Lord says, go talk to that person about Jesus, come on, we act on it and we say, yeah, I can do that. I'll do that for you, Lord. Yes, 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 I will. Why? Because we know who we are. Right? I did a whole series about being an ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors. We are now already seated in heaven, and we're here on earth to do his will now. We're ambassadors of Christ, the Lord, the Jesus, our master, our savior. We're ambassadors. We're here to tell other people. Come on, just like an ambassador. We're sent from heaven already. If you're seated there, come on. Are you seated there already? It, you say, well, no, I'm right here. I'm seated in this chair. No, you got to know who you are. In the spiritual realm, you are already seated there. Come on now. If you're already seated in heaven, heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you can do his will right here. You can do what Jesus did. And that's what he said to do. He said, greater works than these shall you do. Because I go unto my Father, and I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. You got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. You got to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit then to do his full will. Hallelujah. You get saved. Oh, man, I got saved. I got radically saved. I'm talking change overnight. Boom. And it was overnight because I was like 2 a.m. I prayed to God as I watched a preacher on Christian television preach the gospel that I'd never heard. 
That's why no one told me book, right? I'd never heard the real gospel. And I'm like, and I was, I was, I was in a bad place, right? I was in a dark place. I was not, I was not doing good. And the, and they preached the real gospel to me and I received it and I was born again. And Karen, I was dating at the time, knew the next, I don't know if I saw the next day, probably called her. <laughs> what, what's different about you? I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a, I'm a real Christian now. Oh, I had been in church. Going to church does not make you a Christian, right? Any, any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. <laughs> you, you, you go to church because you love the body. You love Jesus. You love the body of Christ. I always, I'm like, why don't Christians go to church? The bo- we're supposed to love the body more than anything. We, we're going to be with you forever. There's a lot of your family members you'll never see again. I know it's sad to think about, but it's true. A lot, lot of your family members you'll never see again, but you're going to see me forever. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, no, I didn't know. I hadn't thought about that yet. Maybe I want out of this. Just a joke, just a joke. <laughs> Maybe I want out. <laughs> Come on now. We're going to be together forever. Hallelujah. Come on. The real saints of God, the real born again, new creations in Christ, the ones who have really, truly received what Jesus did for them and called him Lord from their hearts. Come on, remember? Romans 10, 9. You believe Jesus is risen from the dead and you confess him as Lord from your hearts, you will be saved. Hallelujah. Oh, man. There's nothing better than that. But after salvation, I got, uh, yeah, I didn't know I was going, but I'm back. After salvation, right, I'm in a spirit-filled, on-fire church like this. And the pastor says, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, come on up right now. I want that. I don't know what it is, but I want it. (laughs) So I came up, and the associate pastor took me in the back, and he told me all the scriptures, which I don't know why people don't read the Bible, but it's all right there. And it's all right there. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit's all over Acts, all over the New Testament. And it's the power that we need to do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I got radically saved. I got radically baptized in the Holy Spirit. And my life was changed. In just a few months, I was a different, completely different person. Hallelujah. And that's all because of Jesus. That's all because of the blood. That's all because of cleansing. That's all because of forgiveness. That's all because all the weight was gone. All the darkness was gone. And now I'm in the light. I'm in Jesus. I'm in Christ forever. Amen. Yeah. Man, I want to take a lap. All right, all right. You getting this this morning? Or I got any preaching there? Are? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell you what. This is fun preaching, right? This is the gospel. And if we don't, if we don't preach this, we ain't preaching the gospel. That we have been completely cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And every stain is gone. Every piece of dirt is gone, right? When you've been on a hot work day and you are just a mess, right? I've had a lot of those out here and I'm just a mess. And I'm like, I got to get a shower, right? 
and, and there's paint on me and there's dirt all over me. <laughs> but you get that shower and you are completely cleansed. Come on. In the spirit, woo, we got the best shower ever. Every piece of dirt in the spirit is gone. And so we can walk free. We can walk in liberty. We can walk in power. We can walk in boldness. We can walk in righteousness. We can walk in holiness. Come on now. Come on, Presbyterians. We can, we can walk in all that God has done for us. And we need to act like who we are in Christ. We need to act like the blood bought, washed church of the living God. Hallelujah. If we're not living like that, we need to get on board real quick and live it out before his return. Hallelujah. We got a song this morning, Sarah. Come on, man. Come on, team. I heard him practicing this morning. Nothing but the blood and you are going to have to jump and shout and run. Huh? Nothing but the blood? No, no, not that one. Oh, that's a, I'm dead. Oh, nothing but the blood. Oh, that's another one. That's, that's by minister. Minister is a pastor we, we know in uh, Colorado. I don't forget what he is now. Is that right, sir? Paige? Minister? He does a song. Help me sing it. Nothing. The, the rap song. Judy, you know it? Nothing but the blood, the blood, the blood, blood. Nothing but the blood, the blood, Jesus. Nothing but the blood, the blood, the blood. Nothing but the blood, the blood, the blood. He's a rapper. He got, oh, talk about a sinner who got saved. Guess what his first, his rap name was before minister. It was sinister. And he lived for the devil completely. And he got saved, he got spirit-filled, and now he preaches the gospel all the time through being a pastor and through his rap music. One of my favorite rap songs I've ever heard is that, Nothing But The Blood. Well, I'm tempted to put that on now. And I can sing it. <laughs> you don't want to hear me rap. I don't think you do. I don't think so. Sarah, you can rap for us. All right. They're going to sing nothing but the blood. Let's do it. Come on, stand up with us. Let's give some praise to God for the blood of Jesus.
this morning. The only thing that could have cleansed us, the most precious thing that there is, is the blood. Because if you had billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, you still could do nothing about your sin. But the blood paid the price. This morning, if you're here, you're online, you don't know Jesus. You've never received what Jesus did for you. You've never come into the kingdom of God. You've never received what we said today. You've never received the cleansing by the blood of Jesus. I'm giving you an opportunity, just like I had an opportunity at the age of 19, to receive the blood for the cleansing of my sin, to call on Jesus as Lord and come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of his dear son and come into the kingdom of God and be truly born again. To be truly born again. We've got to believe what he did for us. We've got to believe, Romans 10, 9, that he is alive and that he paid the price. And we call him Lord from our mouth, from our heart, from our mouth. We call him Lord and we are changed. And in the inside, we actually become born again. New creations in Christ. Our spirit is reconnected to God. And the sin is completely washed away. If that's you this morning, you say, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want to be cleansed. I recognize I'm a sinner as Peter did. Peter recognized he was a sinner and I recognize I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful woman and I need a Savior. Today I ask you to call upon him. Pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God, and I know the only way in is through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. So I believe he's alive. I confess he is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my Master forever. I am yours. Heavenly Father, thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for making me whole. Teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. And I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Did we have a time today? I told you. I told you. We're going to have a time. We're going to have a time in this place. And guess what? We're just getting started. Because Sunday night fire is coming up. <laughs> it's already almost done. Sunday night fire is coming quick at 6. But let's pray as we close out this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. You're so good to us. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for cleansing. We thank you for Jesus, our Lord.
we are yours completely. And we are thanking you this morning for being completely cleansed by the blood. We love you, our great God. We could never thank you enough. But again this morning, we say thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We love you, Father, and as we always do, we turn back and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Belongs to our great God forever. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.